0: Greetings, adventure! Welcome to the D20 Academy podcast. I'm Shiloh. And I'm
1: Brendan. Today is episode 68, How to Create a Compelling RPG Character.
0: Hey guys, today we are talking about creating awesome, compelling RPG characters for your game. Whether it's a D&D or Pathfinder or whatever it is, um, two (laughs) character building experts, um, are gonna break down character arcs, character concepts, backstory, all that kind of stuff. You can follow us on Instagram at d20academy to keep up with everything we're doing here. Hop onto our Discord by DMing us on Instagram or commenting on our YouTube channel, D20academy. And if you are a GM who wants to learn how to build your own campaign, you can find a free 20 plus minute video taking you through the whole process at d20academy.com. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to Brendan Has Replaced Gabe on the podcast. It's official. <laughs> uh, no, we just haven't been able to, to get Gabe on it recently. Um, hopefully he's still uh, free to do the, the class rebuilds because we've been having a lot of fun with that. But, um, you know, Brendan's just way better. You know what <laughs> I mean? So... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, so. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, RPG characters. Now, we've done a couple episodes on, like, characters before. Earlier in the podcast, I did an episode on character creation. Um, Me and Gabe did, I believe it was episode 45, we did an episode called Player Characters, where we talked about kind of the basics, like, what player characters are, and, like, the basics of, like, backstories and, like, creating them. Um, But that was also more specific to D&D as well. Um, Today, we're... Gonna be more specific and detailed, I think. We're gonna jump into more of the nitty-gritty. So if you're kind of a a newer, uh, someone who's kind of newer to the game, still trying to figure out, like, how the dynamic works between, like, the GM and the player, stuff like that, I would suggest checking out episode 45. Um, If you're more of an experienced player or someone who's more familiar with uh, tabletop RPGs, you want to enhance your characters. Um, You want to build uh, great, compelling characters with uh, cool backstories, uh, cool character arcs. That's what we're gonna be talking about today. Yeah. Hi. So why did we uh, why did we choose this topic, Brendan? You and I.
1: Um well you were just kinda You and me. You asked me what uh what I'd like to talk about today. And I just feel like something that I have really improved on is um character backstories. Like looking at um my very first character backstory uh, Landak. I'd say about a, a paragraph long. Uh, half of it is spelling errors, and the rest of it is grammatical errors. <laughs> While I look at my most recent um, character, Riley, it is seven pages long. And
0: it is definitely. Um, and but one of many documents in a folder <laughs> dedicated to the character. And you know,
1: it's just something that college English professors use as examples of great writing. Techniques, <laughs> not actually, but um,
0: he's actually doing his thesis on his uh, new character <laughs> uh, Brendan's actually majoring in literacy Yeah, uh, in, in in literature, and he's doing his thesis on his Star Wars character Okay, I'm um, not actually not No, actually. No, but, uh, no, but I wish I mean he should yeah, seriously uh, Brandon has always, like, back when we were in high school together, he would always, like, do projects about, like, stuff that he was already doing for, like, D&D and stuff, which I always thought was brilliant, because he's already doing the work, so might as well also get a grade for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we had a, a huge, um, uh, huge, huge sophomore project, and it was, um, create a world, it was, like, a create a world of some sorts. I don't even know, how, like, how it was all supposed to work, but it was, like, something, like, something about your passion and I was already creating yeah. a and world, <laughs> so.
0: Is that is that dragons?
1: Uh, no, that's um, that was uh, the one shoot, what was it called? The one where you played a shepherd.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. It
1: okay. didn't turn out to be a good campaign, but it did turn out to be a good grade.
0: <laughs> Let's go. Um, anywho, we're not talking about school today, thankfully. Um, we are talking about characters and. I would agree. Brendan has, well, Brendan has, I think, a good balance between a lot of GM experience and a lot of player experience, right? Mm -hmm. I would say you have about 50-50, because you've been a player in my campaigns, all my campaigns. Uh, Yeah, and then you've also GM'd a ton of uh, campaigns, Mm. and obviously you're GMing the the miniseries that we're running right now, and of course GMing another campaign, Um, and right now I'm GMing Star Wars that you're a part of, and you were also a part of the the Second Dawn campaign before that. The D and D one, um, so I'd say you have pretty good knowledge of both sides, um, and also, yeah, I would agree. You've completely grown um, in your character creation, and, and not, but not just character creation or even backstory creation, but like adding depth to your character mm-hmm. and 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 making them like fully realized. Um, you've definitely grown in that, um, and for me, who's really just now starting to like be a consistent player because of your campaigns, um, where I was only a a GM before. Um, I'm also starting to kind of get into characters and stuff. And I, okay, so we're gonna talk about three different player characters today as examples as we go through these various topics. Um, So one is Landak, who is Brendan's dwarven paladin fighter. First D&D character. First D&D character uh, ever, not ever maybe, but basically. he played him for two years in my D&D campaign. Second character we're gonna talk about is Riley, which is his current character in our Star Wars campaign, which you've been playing for over a year. Mm-hmm. And then my character in our current campaign, Philippocles, who, yes, his name is Philippocles, who, how long have you been playing? Um, maybe like for six
1: months, maybe a little bit more.
0: Yeah, like six months. I think at the beginning of quarantine yeah. around there, we started. Um, who's, who's the longest character I've ever played. It's the longest time I've ever been a player in a campaign. Um, so yeah, so we're gonna kind of use those examples. Now, we are not perfect role players. These are not perfect characters, but I think they all have, they're all strong, compelling characters that have shone in the narrative. And I think they all have different strengths and weaknesses and stuff that we can kind of point out, um, to you guys to, to help you build, Hopefully a better character than any of these. Um, Because we've all had to learn through these. But hopefully we can use their mistakes and their successes to teach you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Okay. Can you give us a little rundown of your two characters?
1: All right. I'll start with Landak. Landak, he is a a soldier in the uh, Hammerhand Army, which I wouldn't imagine you would know about. <laughs>
0: Since it's my world. Yeah.
1: But um
0: Yep. He
1: lost uh a lot of his friends and family in the first dawn. Um uh, sorry. And so he has a lot of um scorn towards the uh the, the enemy race in yeah. Shadow's Previous World, the Zenthari. He uh he definitely had a lot of um like sandpaper rubbing together with when we teamed up with them, you know, with uh, what was his yeah. name? Uh, yeah, They definitely didn't get along yeah. very well. Um, but Landak was all around. He was a charismatic, he was a paladin, Very charismatic paladin, um, friendly towards everyone except Xanthari.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: He was really honestly just like the comic relief of the party, you know?
0: Okay, yeah, so here's the thing. And I don't want to get into everything here because I want to talk about the different, like, aspects of him and each of these characters as we go mm-hmm. along. Um, I would say, yeah, okay, so Brendan is a very funny person. Brendan is a very uh, comical, cartoonish person. Um, he's a very big personality. And um, that's how I've always known him. I mean, we've gotten really close through D&D. Mm-hmm. But when we started playing D&D, like, we were friends... You know what yeah. I mean, but we were like super close. I would say. Yeah. Uh, I I knew him f- well. I went to middle school and high school with him, but also, he was close friends with some of my close friends. Yeah. Um, so like like we knew each other. We, we were we were pretty good friends, but like, we were not best friends or anything. No. Whereas today we're we're very close, um, because of our games for sure. Yes. Um. But he, that's kind of, Brandon has always been like a very funny guy, and that's how how I've always known him and stuff. And at the beginning of the d d campaign and stuff, um, that that's what kind of what you were, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you, you built a character and you were still, like, you were very funny and stuff. You weren't, I think, like, obnoxiously to the point where, like, you were taking away from the narrative, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you named your character Buttface or whatever. <laughs> and it, like, it, you know, it, it draws out of, because I feel like that happens a lot Yeah. With with groups that, who have not, who are not on the same page with the 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 mood and tone of the campaign where someone will come with like their epic edgy tiefling rogue character ready to dive into the complexities of murder and the ethics of that and then like someone comes in with like Bodie mcboat face you know what i mean yeah. um just for and treats the campaign as like more fun and light-hearted Being the- that happens a lot that i know of um you were never like that, but, like, you know, you were more lighthearted and funny and, you know, kind of comical and stuff. But I would say, and I want to get deeper into this when we get to this portion, both you and Landak grew, I think. Yeah. Over the course of that campaign. A year I... and a half. Yeah, No, it was, it was two, two and, and a half years. Wow. Two and a half years. Um, I mean, you joined, like... Oh, like ten sessions mm-hmm. in, so you we weren't out there at the very beginning, but you were basically there at the beginning. Um. Like, now I don't think anyone else in our playgroup listens to this podcast, so I'm gonna say it here. Landak is my favorite. <laughs> What's my favorite character? Um, Ever? Or from that campaign. Just from that campaign. Uh, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. These Star Wars characters are really good. Um, in that campaign, he. I like. I loved all of them. Mm-hmm. All the PCs, but Landak was my is my favorite. Because his arc and like his growth and stuff was so satisfying mm-hmm. and like so fulfilling. And we're going to get into this more when we talk about character arcs today. But like, you know, we both started, I was jamming for the first time, you were playing for the first time. You know what I mean? Like we both, and we both, as we both and everyone in the group really grew right over the course of that long campaign. Yeah. Like, oh man, I, I could talk about it forever. But anyway, that's Landak. Can you tell us just the basics of kind of Riley without diving into like world lore? Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, it's the Star Wars universe. I'm already diving into world lore, I guess. But um, he he's a he's a pilot from the Empire who um is, he got transferred from being a pilot to espionage, and he was kind of like this. Uh, reporting in on the group the the, the party and reporting them up to the Empire and stuff and what their actions were doing. And it eventually caught up to him mm-hmm. uh, and so on and so forth. and Stuff happened and the party eventually found out the reason why he was doing all that and why he continued to keep doing that is because the Empire was um, he was promised he'd get information on his girlfriend that the Empire kind of separated the both of them because they were both in the Empire together and I kind of wrote in store I don't know if it's actually true or not in lore wise, but I wrote in the lore that um that the empire is doesn't want the members to be like uh in, in dating and that kind of
0: stuff, yeah, eloping. yeah, yeah, and now, I think you came into Riley like you know with all this past, like you know you've already grown so much as a, like a role player and character creator mm-hmm. and stuff, you know what I mean at this point, um but even so. Riley has still grown and changed, like, a lot, yes. you know what I mean? Uh, and you've kept adding and you've kept adding to him and stuff and making him more complex and, and deeper and better and more compelling um, over time. Um, so I think, like, Land- they're both good examples because, like, Landak was, like, your first character mm-hmm. and you grew in your skills as as he grew. And then, like Riley, like you had a lot of experience and stuff, but like you were fine. You're fine tuning yes. Riley. You know what I mean? Like you're really fine tuning him. So my character, Philippocles, he uh, it's a, it's D and It's Brendan's homebrew fantasy world. Um, he's based off of like Greek soldiers, obviously, uh, like hoplites, and um, he is like cares all about being a hero. And his his father went to war. So, he had to help his mother growing up and stuff, and he just wants to be a hero and prove himself. And, uh, he's not the brightest. Um, (laughs) he's not on the smarter side, but he is charismatic and he's courageous. Um, and, and very arrogant. (laughs) Um, and so we're gonna kind of dive deeper into these characters as we go through today. Let's start with uh, the first step in, in creating a compelling character. If that's what you want to do, that's character concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is before you roll up a character sheet, you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to know what you're building. <laughs> um, so, Brendan, let me ask you, what kind of, what sparks uh, a character idea for you?
1: Um. <sighs> usually what I think would be cool, to be honest, I'd be like, um... I remember, like, um... The Land Dyke, you had me flipping through the player's handbook at school at lunch, and I was like, the dwarf sound super cool. And that's just kind of like... I can't like, remember this. <laughs> that's just kind of like how it all, um... Land Dyke all started. I just thought, like, this is what, a like, Lord of the Rings and kind of stuff, like, oh, that's what a dwarf is. I know what a dwarf is. Right. You know? <laughs> um, but... I think a lot of, like, media kind of stuff helps a lot with character creation. 100%. um, Like, oh, I think Legolas is a really cool guy. He's, like, an archer. Dude, I want to play, like, a cool archer that's sliding around
0: on shields and stuff. You know? (laughs) Or maybe. Dude, you know nobody can have a conversation about Legolas without mentioning that he slides on shields? I've realized it. (laughs) I do it. Everybody does it. You can't mention Legolas and then somebody makes, like, a joke about it or references it they talk about the one scene race lit on a shield. Yeah, down in Helmstead, just shooting arrows. Okay. Anywho, yeah, okay. Um, Legolas is a great example because when you learn about D&D, the first thing you do is build an elf ranger. That's just the truth. <laughs> That's what everybody does. Um, okay, but what you said there was, I think, was really important. Pull from popular media that you like. <laughs> yeah. Now, I would stay away from creating an identical yes. character. Yes. So creating an elf ranger that is like literally like Legolas who like has daddy issues and uh you know like I would stray away from like building basically that character but with a different name. His name is Megabloxless or something. But Armallus. Sorry. That was <laughs> um I I that's like all I do. Even when I'm a GM coming up with like NPCs, adventures. Mm-hmm. All I, do, I mean you do too I know yeah. you do. <laughs> Brendan just pulls from one piece but um no, That telling. was for I'm that. Saying.
1: That was for that beginning part.
0: Um No, but uh pull yeah, pull from pull from things you like like get inspired by that 100%. Another thing I would suggest art. Flip through whatever system you're using whether it's D&D or, or Star mm-hmm. Wars or Call of Cthulhu. Like flip through the books see if any of like the art pieces like speak to you if you like see a character and you're like dude i kind of want to know more about that character i kind of want to play that character mm-hmm. um art is is definitely like a big inspiration um i mean i'll build like whole npcs around like cool art pieces i find on the internet of <laughs> like these really interesting character looking characters uh um it's kind of hard to say what Sparks' character concept, because it's different for everybody. Yeah. Um,
1: and a lot of people lose yeah, I mean, character creators, where like it yeah. automatically generates a human fighter named Theodore Thornborn.
0: That was good, actually. Wow. <laughs> um... Brennan, what is your process in building out uh, a character? Kind of, you know, like what do you what do you pull from 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 media? Like to build out this character concept before you roll them up. What's kind of your thought process? Do, do think, you focus on like appearance or personality oh, or what?
1: Um, probably personality. You know, um, I think that's kind of like the first. Just kind of like. Imagine how you would play them, you know, because mm-hmm. you, you don't want to play something that you uh, would be hard or not hard, but like something that you wouldn't be able to play. Kind of like the common rule. You don't want to play a character that's more intelligent than you. Yeah. Because you can you can always play someone who's dumber, but it's hard to make up someone who's smarter and always, always try to come up with a character whose personality is within your um role-playing capabilities
0: yeah and i would also sh- say push though the boundaries mm-hmm. of your role-playing capabilities with this character um whether it's doing like a voice that you don't usually do or whatever it is um you know something that challenges you as well because um, then you can grow and learn as a person as well while you're playing this kind of character yeah um i always encourage my players To create a character that has a different voice than them, one, so that way we know actually who's talking, the player or the character. But also it helps you get into your character's head, Uh, helps you roleplay better, Um, and you know, I think it's pretty important. The GM's doing it for a hundred different characters, so you might as well do it for your one. Sucker. Okay. (laughs) Um, what should you take into consideration when coming up with a character? everything
1: (laughs) just um (laughs) you know definitely the personality the look um you wouldn't want a a scrawny barbarian you know unless you want a scrawny barbarian i guess but i mean (laughs) the stats kind of have to match the the physicality
0: oh yes 100 percent. make sure your stats match your uh, character and just kind of like um, I feel like height is
1: always a, um, a way to determine kind of like how the character. I don't want to say like. Hmm, I guess how they present themselves almost like. I imagine a higher, a taller character, usually has a little bit more um, self-confidence, a little bit more heroic kind of personal, like personality. You know. Yeah. Well, a shorter character will be um, maybe a little more like more roguey and. Mischievous, maybe um, maybe a little more. really old. Submissive. I mean, not saying that short people are submissive and tall people are dominant, (laughs) but just kind of like that's just kind of like the, you know, like the high ground versus the short ground.
0: Yeah, I feel threatened as a five something, and you're like a six something. (laughs) I feel threatened right now that you're coming after my height. Um, No, yeah, those those are all really good. Yeah, I mean. I agree, everything, take everything into consideration, um, you know, just, just the basics, make sure you know what kind of character you're building before you roll them up, or before you start working on a backstory. Um, we've kind of talked about Landak, but for Phil, I was into Greek mythology at that point in my life, so I made a Greek soldier, uh, you know, inspired by Greek soldiers, that's what that was, that's why I built that character. (laughs) That's literally it. Um, so, you know, nothing special. <laughs> Didn't have a pit an epiphany in the middle of the night. Like, what a cool character idea. Um, I've had a, a, a bunch of different cool character ideas. Most I've turned into NPCs. Phil started um, off was as like the just...
1: stereotypical like Greek soldier, but I think like he's definitely evolved.
0: Yeah, into his own sure. person, you know. Oh yeah. I, I mean, but yeah, that, that's how I came up with Phil. <laughs> Also, uh, me and Gabe, there's a time like we were making j- like jokes about like how you could like pronouncing English words like how the Greeks pronounce things. So you know like bicycles. Yeah. If it was Greek, it'd be pronounced bicycles. Bicycles. <laughs> or like popsicles would pronounce popsicles. <laughs> um, and so uh, that was super funny to me and philippicles i mean come on that's a funny name um and phil for short mm-hmm. uh i mean there's a lot of reasons i chose that name one because like i feel like philip is a very like princely name yeah. um but phil is not phil is kind of like a dopey name and he is kind of like that um and just the Cleves is just funny um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's kind of what inspired him. What about Riley for you? What made you decide on on Riley? This human pilot... Well, not X-Empire, but... The name, or...? Uh, no, every everything.
1: Um. Well, I mean, he was a fighter pilot, so... I wanted him to be short. Because, I mean, just fighter pilots are usually shorter than normal people, because they have to fit in small cockpits. Which, I mean... <laughs>
0: I love how this is turning into the height episode.
1: Um, he's five ten, which you obviously wouldn't see as short.
0: He's five ten. Yeah, that's not short. Okay. Maybe in Utah it's short. Um,
1: um. Well, he's yeah he's by by my standards. <laughs>
0: oh my god um he's
1: shorter than me or a character that I would normally <laughs> play. Other than Landak. Dude, you
0: played a dwarf. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Landak was tall for a dwarf.
0: <laughs> Why are we talking about height? But Okay, oh, so
1: listen. Go ahead. So I think Riley really started off as like, um, I just watched Solo for the first time.
0: Mm. And
1: I really wanted to be like Han Solo.
0: Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? <laughs>
1: He's such a good character. Um, literally, my Chewbacca, Jam C. Yeah, who's another one of the players. Yeah. I mean, it would just turn out to be just like Chewbacca. I mean, it turned out to be just like Han Solo in the beginning until I started adding more character stuff to him. Like, our session zero, I was like, "This is I'm Han Solo, but a redhead, a ginger. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so what we did on a session zero, we kind of talked about, like, you know you guys were gonna start with a ship right so we're kind of like, like let's kind of like build like a crew you know what i mean so you were like oh i want to be a pilot and then uh gabe was like oh, i want to be like a techie slicer mechanic mm-hmm. character uh you know john was like i want to be like a, a big brawler bodyguard um zeke was like i want to be like like a sniper you know like bounty hunter yeah. kind of character and then you know brother was like oh i want to be like a force sensitive more like you know jedi fighter kind of guy Um, and so that, like, so we were discussing, like, those things, because each, everyone wanted to kind of like, a different role within, like, the crew, um, and so we were, like, well, we needed a pilot, and you thought you wanted to be a pilot, because Han Solo, um, and I, I remember, yeah, you were kind of, like, you know, he's the charming, Mm roguish pilot kind of guy, right? He's
1: not really anymore.
0: Not at all, (laughs) you know, I mean, he's still a great pilot, but I, I feel like he's evolved into much more of a complex and deeper character than that. Yeah. Um. I would say one of the NPCs is more of like that kind of yeah. charming, sarcastic kind of guy. He's not a pilot. He's very bad at flying, but he is kind of fit to that uh, kind of thing. Yeah, you, I think I think you kind of grew away from that pretty quickly and kind of found yeah. him. Um, okay, let's talk about backstory. Um, How you went from one grammatically incorrect paragraph to seven pages and a folder. It
1: really evolved.
0: Actually, let's not let's not let's not, let's not talk about the folder yet. Let's just talk about the Oh, next story.
1: Which one, the the paragraph? Riley and Landak, oh. and both. Landak is this is really short. Um, I feel like a lot of um. Landak stuff I. Really just kind of kept in my head. Never really updated his, ca- yeah. his character backstory stuff like. Um but yeah he um he definitely was very two-dimensional i feel in the beginning and landak eventually had some some form of three dimensionality towards the end like i definitely got a little mm-hmm. more i was very very um <laughs> scared to role play i don't know why when i was playing landak um, i mm. i mean it was a new group yeah. and stuff so i didn't wanted know to do like a scottish voice but I didn't want to because no one else was doing a voice. Other than Shiloh yeah. doing all the NPCs. So I just didn't do it because I thought I'd be like the weirdo doing a voice. Um, <laughs> and then by the time I was comfortable doing a voice, it was already kind of set in stone that Landak talks like a normal person.
0: <laughs> like a normal person? Did <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. We have Scott listening to our podcast. He means like an American. Please. <laughs> please forgive us. Uh, yeah. I, we know what you meant. Um, you meant not like a dwarf, because dwarves are Like good. me. Right.
1: And, um...
0: <laughs> like a <normal> dwarf. <laughs> I don't know. Them. We get cancelled. we get cancelled by the Scots. <laughs> you think the Scots would cancel <laughs> us? I don't think you listen to our podcast. Um, but... Yeah, I feel like
1: a lot of the, um... The character development that came from that came into his being was kind of put on him by you because i remember it was just yeah like the the whole like uh dragon um frost breath kind of thing you know right
0: well well you you added that as your characters so you did have like a sickness that you yeah. were dying so i just made that a part, mm-hmm. you know made it a thing
1: but i definitely um like because part of his whole thing was that he was dying of the sickness i totally forgot to mention that that was like a big part of his whole thing. I was really proud of this at the moment. And I was like, "Wow, this is so cool." Um, he was, yeah. He was born with a, a rare condition that slowly kills him, and he had one year left to live. So his whole thing was he was searching for a cure. That was that was the whole reason why he went with the party. It was because he wanted to find a cure.
0: Yeah. We forgot about that real yeah. quick. But anyway. Um. So what well you were, yeah. So let's talk about kind of that that sickness thing, like what. What is important for you and your GM in your backstory? Now, when I'm GMing, I like my players to build long backstories. Um, I require them to include at least three notable characters um, from their backstories, NPCs that I can work in. I really like including characters Mm -hmm. and their backstories into the campaign, into the story. That's something I love doing. I feel like it draws them in more. It makes their character uh, care more about the what's going on and stuff like that and I think it's really fun um and satisfying for both the GM and the player when like you know something from their backstory is like used yeah. and fulfilled and um so I require my players to do that no one nobody has to but that's what I do I like I like big long backstories and, or at least detailed backstories and uh and like notable characters and stuff because and I always want them to include things to put into their backstory that the GM can use and I think that's important um to not necessarily like talk with your gm you can definitely do that but just like leave open story things to your gm riley has so many of these (laughs) uh brendan like opened a ton of story loops in his character in his backstory for me to work in and i've like worked in all of (laughs) them yeah (laughs)
1: Yeah, (laughs) a Uh, lot's going on
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's a ton of things There's like, oh, like, you know Obviously he's working for, like, the Empire and stuff still So we're gonna have to deal with that Um, he doesn't know where his girlfriend is He's trying to find her Um, he he hasn't seen her in a long time Uh, he had a friend Who he thought died in a crash But he's not super sure what happened to him Mm -hmm. He had an old boss Uh, who was kind of like a surrogate, like, uncle to him After his parents died Who was pretty awful to him and um, that he kind of wants to get back at and stuff like that. Um, he just opened all these kind of things in his backstory, and I was able to work them all into the plot. Uh, and I think it works really well. Yeah. Um, just part of the thing that I kind of regret
1: adding all that, because I feel like a lot of the players I've talked to in the same thing, they all feel like Riley's the main character. Yeah. Which I feel bad I about because I want them all to feel like this is our story, you know. Yeah. But I mean, they but, also could have yeah. added to their backstories. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. No, I, I agree. Um, I feel that the same in Brendan's campaign. <laughs> um, we'll get we'll get we'll get to Philip Cleese, but. I I yeah I mean no one, is like the main character and, I personally don't feel like I'm favoring like someone over the others yeah. or whatever but if you give me a backstory with tons of cool stuff in it and lots of stuff that I can work in and you're a good role player and all that kind of stuff like I'm going to give you like stuff and, and work your character more into the story you know yeah and I've I've worked every character's stuff into the story mm-hmm. you know what I mean uh, and not every player does want to be in a spotlight a lot you know what I mean yeah. uh but uh I would agree I feel like Riley does kind of seem like the main character he's also kind of like your like the human, he's the only human. <laughs> he's like kind of like he's like the pilot and stuff. He is kind of a hunt soul character, maybe not in personality, but like you this know, he's the one you'd relate with vibe. the most. Yeah, so he does kind of fit that main character thing. Um, even though I think we we do focus on a lot of the other characters yeah. and stuff as well. Um, but I mean, yeah. I mean, as a GM, just be careful. Um, try not to favor one of your players too much or whatever. But also, like, if a player is working hard, like, and building a really cool character, like. Work with them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's a balance you have to strike, and we're still trying to figure that out. Um, for Brennan's campaign, I'm playing Philippocles, right? Yeah. And uh, I do not have a backstory. Okay, hear me out. First of all, uh, Brennan doesn't require, like, super big backstories or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, okay, we're just playing this Friday, like, cook up something, you know what I mean? Um, some basic stuff, so I wrote, like, a couple paragraphs. And, um... I didn't have a ton of open story loops, I would say. Like, just one or two. um, That Brendan has begun working into the story. But, um... Yeah. I have also kind of felt like the main character. Um, But that's kind of because... There's a lot Because we're playing online, it's easy for people to get distracted and to kind of, like, doze off. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's just a fact of life. Um... And so, I was constantly, like, you know, you would do your part as a GM, and then you'd open things up to the players, and no one would do anything. So, I constantly, because I've been a GM, I was, like, I've been in your position, so, like, I was able to relate to you. And, like, I had to start getting things going and stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? To keep the pace going and to help you out as a GM, because I was, I've been in your place before. Um, So, then it kind of worked out, though, that I was talking a lot and stuff, and... Anyway, that's not what we're talking about right now, but... Um, yeah, so, so both of us are, ch- are trying to, like, you know, figure out that balance and stuff in our campaigns. Uh also, I am, like, the human <laughs> fighter, like, <laughs> uh, also, you know what I mean?
1: He's the... Okay.
0: Aragorn. Good. If you will. I mean, yeah, but, like, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> How does a backstory make a character stronger and more compelling? I
1: always kept Landax. I never, I never changed Landax. Not even once. Not even a word, as you could tell by the grammatical and spelling errors. Um, (laughs) I never touched it, and I didn't. I, at the time, I think I thought it was taboo to go in and edit your backstory and change things, because I thought, like, you know, like you as a person, you can't go back in time and change things and make things. (laughs) Right. So, like, I got bored of Landax. Which I know sounds impossible. (laughs) Because Landak was a great character. It was the best. Uh, You know, I felt like I wasn't really doing much in combat because, you know, Divine Smite one shot the enemy,
0: it's over. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, alright. Here we go. Um, Please don't turn this into a Rand Paladins because I will. I will Rand Paladins. If you lead me there.
1: But uh, eventually, I also during like during, uh, what is it talking like uh talking encounters? I feel like that really wasn't Landak's place. I feel like there right. that was kind of the time for other characters who may not be as good in combat to to shine. And also as a new character, as a new player, I didn't really know what to say. And even now, as an well, well, uh, well, balanced. Yeah. I don't want to say well balanced, but well, well experienced uh, player. Even now, a lot of times, like, the DM will say something or other characters will say something that I just have me speechless. And I don't even know what to say it in return to that, <laughs> you know. But right. that happened a lot with Landak. Like, I, I, I did not know what to say with Landak at all. So, but, um, but with Riley, I, whenever I felt like I was starting to get a little bored of, like, that idea that he has or what, what, who he is, I would just add more to his backstory, yeah hence the folder
0: <laughs> yeah uh, we're gonna get to the folder in a second um now he did not change like major things no. or whatever and he always talked to me to make sure things were fine um so because he did not want to screw up anything that i had been planning right with his character and using his backstory and stuff but and here's the thing you don't have to i mean talk to your gm and stuff but i believe that you don't have to have a character complete by the time you start playing um, in fact, Gabe doesn't like writing backstories till after the first session, because he wants to get a feel for his character. He needs to roleplay as the character before he can understand who they are mm-hmm. and stuff. Um Different players have different things or whatever. Um, but don't think that you're done. You know what I mean? Don't 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 get stuck in static. I'm definitely considering also re- like retouching up Philippocles' mm-hmm. stuff, you know? Um right now we're playing One Piece, we're gonna jump back into Dragonstone once you're finished. And um like you know making him more complex and, and and adding more depth to him and stuff um so yeah i mean your work is never finished <laughs> yeah you can keep adding keep making him more more your him or her or your character character just just stronger and more compelling i don't mean stronger uh like mechanically uh like more powerful i mean like stronger like narratively mm-hmm. so going back to my question brendan now that you've you know you, you touch up Riley's backstory and stuff how does a backstory make a character narratively stronger and more compelling?
1: Oh, well, I feel like um, having a backstory is, um, you obviously wanna have childhood experiences because childhood experiences, those early experiences are what define the person. Yeah. And um, definitely with those um, childhood experiences with Riley, um, his mother dying, his father abandoning them and having to be raised by this hot lord um, definitely made him uh, m- very hard ex- exterior, kind of hard to get into the um, his actual personality, which kind of made him uh, a great like, spy uh, infiltrator. You know, murderer. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he he's able to brush things off, and that otherwise a normal person
0: who had a normal childhood
1: would not be able to.
0: Yeah. Also, we're playing in the Age of the Empire, so after Episode Four, before Episode Five after the destruction of the first Death Star. And it was important um, for each player to kind of figure out, like, their relationship to the Rebellion, Mm -hmm. to the Empire, and their views on that, because there's a galactic war going on. You know what I mean? And a character's view on that is really important, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so with Riley's backstory... I mean, everyone's backstory, but specifically Riley's, because he has close ties with the Empire. Him creating a backstory gave... let Brandon understand what his character, how his character viewed the empire, the rebellion, the Death Star, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff, right? Because of his experiences, uh, his character's experiences, which can be way different than one of the uh, the other player characters' experiences. Like that defines how he views the empire and stuff, at least at the beginning of the campaign, right? And that's also very important, right? A a backstory can help your character, help you understand how your character uh, views the world Mm -hmm. around them, right? Yeah. All right, let's get to the Riley folder. <laughs> let's talk about fleshing out your character, right? So if you have a character sheet for them, you know who they are. You have the basics of their personality, maybe, like, their ideals, bonds, flaws, a backstory. Fleshing out a character, right? Yes. Getting get Adding, adding the padding, adding the flesh to this skeleton, these muscles that you have. Um, the finishing touches. Can you talk about the Riley folder?
1: In the Riley folder, there's one. Seven different things, but only three of them really matter, because the other four are like uh, Photoshop things I've done or various like uh, art kind of stuff or art I, pieces I've done. Yeah,
0: but I would I would argue that they do matter.
1: Um, so I have Riley's backstory, and then I have another one that I call Riley's will and testament, which isn't really a, much of a will. It was just kind of a way for me to expand on his different. Um, debts and all various like places he's had um, contact with and all the planets he's been on and various stuff like that and like his, his bounty of course because obviously like different crime syndicates because he was going after crime syndicates put various bounties on him and just kind of it was kind of a way for uh, I don't know if maybe Shiloh to kind of see who it was kind of like a list in the very end of who gets what of what like characters are what characters are most important to him. That's the kind of way I see mm-hmm. it, and then I have his main backstory, where I, I just um, wrote out his backstory, and then I felt like because of he was going all this um, stuff like the last I think it was six it was six or nine months of all the stuff he's been doing is trying to get his girlfriend back, but what did his girlfriend really mean to him? And to help Shiloh, if we she was ever to play her, um, how her personality would be. So I went ahead. And wrote, uh, what is this? Two, yeah, two pages of a backstory for her, and it just kind of went on from her childhood experiences to uh, the most recent events uh, that Riley knows about with her. I so yeah. I obviously didn't put anything like where she like where she went after the empire took her, you know. Right, right, right. But the, those and okay, go ahead. I was just saying those 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 two documents the will and testament and the uh, girlfriend backstory really helped me kind of determine what she meant to Riley and what
0: uh, obligations Riley has. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing we have here is uh, he did a drawing in Photoshop of his character, kind of as the visual depiction of him, which is fantastic. Uh, Once again, just helps you visualize the mm-hmm. character more, right? Um, he also did an amazing drawing by the way, this is Photoshop with a trackpad. And it's amazing. Of him and his girlfriend in like the snow. Um I most likely before they got separated. Um which is just uh, really. Yeah, my great. idea with that one. Um and oh, then good. My
1: idea with that one was kind of be like uh cuz I was going to bring out in the middle of as like a handout, you know, in the middle of the session, mm-hmm. but we got um deli- that session got delayed. And I was just so excited to share it with you guys. I went ahead and shared it with you guys. It was kind of like I was yeah. kind of I was kind of hoping it'd be like a piece to expand more, like within the in mm-hmm. the story, and maybe for the rest right. of because like the rest of the characters, obviously he's talked about it and he did lash out a huge uh, thing that a few sessions ago. I feel like they don't really understand um, the story between them, the both of them, and why he cares so much about her. You know, so I was gonna kind of use that yeah. as a, a a way to get into that conversation. But again, and again, it mm-hmm. doesn't have to happen.
0: Um, another one is a really cool like Photoshop thing where like he took the thing he's been using for character art, and then he like cut him out so it's just a silhouette, and then in the silhouette he put like this yeah like various defining these, events these, yeah these images of defining events on the internet that like represent kind of like different moments in his life, like when he crashed. Uh, and then when he got his ship, and then when he met James C, and stuff like that. Super cool. Super cool. Uh, and then the other one is, like, a trailer he made for, like, O'Reilly movie. I don't like that one very much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, like, he takes clips from, like, Solo and, like, other movies and stuff. And he made, like, a trailer for, like, O'Reilly movie, which was really fun. Um, but let's talk about kind of this, um, the, the background that you made for your girlfriend, Robin. So... First of all, I would like to say that this is one of the best backstories I've ever read. Brendan thinks it's one of the back- best backstories he's ever written. In fact, we like it so much. He's like, if my character dies, I'm just gonna play her because <laughs> she has such a cool story. <laughs> this
1: was definitely post Riley's, so that definitely is a little bit better than Riley's. But it doesn't have as much um, context in it, you know, as yeah. much as.
0: But I mean, it's 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 such a good backstory. But it's it's kind of like. Uh, but. Yeah. A classic story. It's a good story. Uh, but it, it's helped me introduce her into the game and stuff. And, like, what what her personality mm-hmm. is like and her past and stuff like that. Um, so, because she's such an integral part to Riley's story, like... Brandon writing this backstory for her helped him understand her more. And then me understand her more when bringing her in as an NPC. Um, and that's really important. It's really enhanced that, that storyline. Also if we want to jump back to Riley's backstory real quick, something that's really cool is he wrote it like an interview between him and death. Uh, Like if he was close to death at one point, he knocked unconscious or whatever. And then death was like asking him about like his life to like look back on his life and stuff. And he writes it like a conversation between the two of them, um, which is a super interesting way to do a backstory. I've never seen anyone do something like that before. And I think it's really cool. It would also gives Riley like a voice. Cause he writes it in like riley's voice mm-hmm. uh like the way that he speaks and stuff and so i assume that also helps you like yeah. figure out um kind of how he speaks and stuff and what he cares about and stuff like that and now that, that was really cool that's really cool that's a i think that's a fun prompt to try um if you can't really figure out how to if you're stuck on your backstory like make it an interview um nice that's fleshing out so obviously he's fleshed out his character a lot he's these are the backstories of this this his his will his character's will and stuff um but i think it's all just helped flesh him out even more add more and more depth to him and he's nowhere near uh you know finishing a character arc or anything like yeah <laughs> he has not fallen stagnant i think his his even after playing for a year his his character is still and you know his drive and motivation stuff is still you know not unresolved
1: mm-hmm. i don't think there's really and anything's really been resolved and like as in terms <laughs> Yeah. All
0: yeah. the have been But open. I mean opposed to Landak, right, who, who you were saying what you were you were kinda mm, getting. Landak really just kinda had one of stuff.
1: arc going on, I feel like, versus Riley has multiple multiple different
0: like things going on in his life. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about character arcs. Okay, this is the final thing we're gonna talk about in the episode. This is a, kind of a weird and difficult topic to talk about. Tabletop RPGs, they are such a unique form of storytelling because they are real-time, collaborative um, stories. Mm -hmm. So it's not just one person sitting at their computer and typing out a story that they've plotted out and they have planned and they have full control of everything. Yeah, the GM is kind of like, you know, refereeing and kind of running it, but everybody else makes decisions that can impact the story, Mm -hmm. and it plays their characters how they want to, and they are the main characters, and so, like, building, like, a satisfying, a solid character arc is way different than how you do it if you were just a single writer, right? Building the character arc for the main character of your story or book or movie or whatever, right? However, characters in tabletop role-playing games can 100% still have Character arcs, and actually, in some ways, it's so much more satisfying because of how much work it takes. Yeah, on the GM side and the players' side, to naturally like f- create a character arc for the character. I mean, it's really fulfilling, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. right? I mean, would you agree? I think it's. Yeah, I think it's fantastic, and once you start delving into a deeper level with your characters. Not just like, okay, like, I'm a fun elf druid, and these are my spells, and I just go through the story just, you know, doing druid things or whatever, and what- if you want to get to the next level of- of characters and stuff, like, character arcs are the most important. Um, Brennan, this is kind of a difficult question to answer, but in your opinion, what makes for a good character arc? Oh, um... <sighs>
1: A satisfying ending <laughs> and a very okay. high climax. Like, I feel like the um, there, there absolutely has to be a climax, even multiple climaxes. Which I feel like that's yeah. going on with Riley. He has had multiple climaxes,
0: right? Be- because also it's, it's such a longer form yeah. of storytelling. But um, I mean, yeah, I would say growth, mm. change, mm-hmm. transformation. And I, that's one of the reasons backstory is so important. It dictates how the character is when you start the campaign. Yeah. What their view on the world is, what what their personalities are like, if they have any vendettas or fears, or people they hate or things they hate. Maybe at the
1: end of the campaign, write a, a front story.
0: <laughs> you know, the opposite of backstory. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I actually think actually that'd be a really fun activity if you finish a campaign to write like, or like finish his backstory, right? Like, like write the rest of the characters' backstory, write what happened in the campaign and and how they've changed and stuff.
1: Oh man, trying to turn that Riley document to a novel,
0: (laughs) (laughs) and uh, the folder a book series. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, character arcs are are kind of strange. Here's kind of what needs to happen. You, as a player, need to be 100% in and devoted to this character arc. Mm-hmm. It will happen. It gets even better if your GM is also in and thinking about it and creating stories and stuff for it and stuff like that. Yeah. I am so in. All I care about is the character arcs of the PCs as a GM. Um, I, I build the whole character, the adventures, and everything. I mean, yeah, around some cool ideas and stuff like that. But mostly around how it's going to change them as characters. Mm-hmm. And that's super fun for me. And of course, as a player, all I care about is character arcs. Yeah. Just as a nerd storyteller, I just love good stories and satisfying arcs. And so that's what I, I care about a lot. So let's kind of talk about uh, a Landag here. Uh, okay, well, actually, before we do, how can the player and GM work together to create a character arc? Um, I think... Discussion between the
1: character and the GM, Uh, (laughs) the player and the GM. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, just kind of like the what direction. I feel like every once in a while the GM should check in and be like, "What direction do you kind of want your character to go in?" Because the DM kind of has ultimate say on the path. Uh, Not uh, not ultimate say, but like the DM is the one who paves the road. Right. The the players are the ones who kind of map out the road. But the the DM is always the one who is always going to be integrating different parts of the story together. Be, be putting laying yeah. down that asphalt, you know? So, I mean, Philippocles could be like, like how with your dad, you could have been like, oh yeah, my dad. Like, I'm looking for my dad. And that could have just been like, okay, and never brought up your dad ever in the campaign, you know? I feel like that wouldn't have been very yeah. satisfying for you, you know? So, I feel like... Right. The DM and the player should be talking about where where the direction of the care that character is going.
0: Yeah, I think having conversations is is, is great. Um, me and Brendan have had conversations definitely, me and some other players have had conversations about the characters. But honestly, mostly it's been like natural. Mm-hmm. Like we've just like we're able to like feel each other's like, okay, like I kinda see where you're going with this and you're kinda like, okay, I see where you're going with this. And, uh, you know, we, we know each other really well. We've played together for so long that it's easier for us to kind of, like, understand what the other person's going for yeah. and, like, work with them with that just naturally. Um, it takes a, a, a experienced gaming group who, like, know each other really well and stuff. But there's nothing wrong with having a conversation, like, with your GM about, like, kind of what you want the, the direction you want your character to go. We're not saying, like, physically, like, I want them to go to the Nine Hells to do this. Um, I mean, like, character-wise. Yeah. Arc-wise. Let's talk about Landak. As we mentioned before, he was kind of a a funnier. Uh, He stayed funny. I mean, he he didn't lose his personality over the course of the story. Um, But, I mean, he grew so much. Yeah. And in a weird way, it's hard to put that into words. Like, how he grew... And, like, what his character arc was and how he changed. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree it's with not, that. It's not always easy. Just, like, even, like, in your favorite movies, right? And stories. It's not always easy to explain how the character, like, what the character's arc was. You know, it wasn't... It's Sometimes it's as simple and not, not that this is not as powerful, but just, like, learning forgiveness. Or learning to let go. Or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um... But, I mean, yeah, him, him going from more of a lighthearted thing to, like, understanding, like, the realities of war and death and the consequences of his actions. Yeah. And maturing in those aspects as a leader and someone who suddenly has to start paying attention to how their actions affect others in the world. Absolutely. Um... And that's a transformation. He started out very funny and, and more carefree, and he just loved, like, killing things, and he was really out, out against the Zenthari and stuff. But in the um, end, he ended up uh, siding with them. Yeah, he, he forgave them. He had to learn forgiveness and all that kind of stuff. And, and once again, I inputted, like, a specific NPC also that he had a relationship with that, like, helped him learn forgiveness because she was also struggling with that as well from her story. Yeah. And stuff like that. Um, so once again, as the GM, like, and the player, you guys can like work together, right, to make this this arc satisfying. Now, Riley's arc is not done. No. But I mean, let's talk about like. Can you just talk about like how much he's already changed and kind of where his arc is um, brought up?
1: He. I mean, I still think he is a little secretive, but he definitely was a lot more secretive. Obviously, he told in the beginning of the party um, a total BS story of who he was and everything yeah the party i mean his real name isn't actually riley that's actually his like um calling number in Ta- the empire yeah, it's called
0: tiger whatever yeah yeah
1: but um just going through that um that phase and then um uh, i've totally lost my train of thought i'm sorry uh he's just going through that phase of beginning to trust the party more because i feel like he's always kind of had this um I think like a theme going on in kind of his backstory is that people he creates a bond with, people he um, cares for, always end up leaving his life. So he doesn't yeah, want 100%. people. He doesn't want people to. He doesn't want to care about anyone because he doesn't want to lose anyone else.
0: Yep. Um. If he's very self-preservation. Yes, focused. he's. Multiple times in the first arc, he ran away from a battle when it looked like things were turning bad. He abandoned the other characters. Yes, and he he does that sometimes. Still,
1: he he he'll go back and try to save a character. I still feel like at the end he will. Self preservation is his number one goal.
0: I would say the number one things are cowardice and selfishness. <laughs> yeah. um, he is selfish. He he cares about himself. He cares about his own self preservation more than anyone around him. He has been very closed off because of the relationships in his past, right? Like, yeah, him getting things, people getting torn from him. Nothing works out for him. No, it's hard for him to love people, to care about people. All the only people he, only the one he can trust is himself. And he's he's cowardly. He he wants to preserve himself. He doesn't take the challenging, the risky road. He takes the road that is easiest. That's going to keep him alive the longest. Mm-hmm. Um, and boy has he grown, you know. I. Uh, into becoming a, a really a leader, I, leadership, inspiration place in the party, caring, beginning to care very deeply about the party and, and his friends and other NPCs as well that that way they've met along the campaign, um, and being a coward, learning to be brave and to take risks and to to put himself on the line for for the people that he's beginning to love, you know, and all that is just and, very recent too. <laughs> yeah, and there's multiple examples of him doing that recently, and him doing the opposite at the beginning, being selfish and cowardly in the beginning and being brave and selfless now. Mm-hmm. Um and that's exactly what a character arc is. That's exactly what transformation and growth is. Um And he's still screwing up. Literally like two sessions ago, he was emotionally overwhelmed by a situation, his got his heart really badly broken, and he abandoned his friends again. He was gonna do the cowardly, selfish thing, or uh, well, no, actually not actually not. He was actually gonna do something. He was actually gonna do something very selfless, um, but it was kind of cowardly, and he was still over like it was an emotional decision, not like a yeah, logical decision that he made. And the party had to like talk him out of it, and it was really emotional and very powerful. Um, and the music always swelled at the exact right time too, so that was perfect. Um, <laughs> but. He's still screwing up and learning and stuff, and his Chewbacca character, another one of the players, he plays a big <laughs> droid brawler named C. he's been like his best friend since the beginning. Always trusted him and stuff. And yet, Riley has cons- constantly betrayed them, mm-hmm. and once, it was also, also through the beginning of the campaign he was keeping a secret from them that he was working for the Empire, and that came out and they almost killed him <laughs> and stuff, and they had to work on forgiving him, and this droid specifically his best friend really his only friend um is constantly getting hurt by him yeah always making these decisions and stuff and so Riley needs to like grow up like and get better for him for to, to preserve that relationship this one friend who has always put his life on the line for him and I mean I'm getting a little bit emotional just talking about it it's a very powerful character arc um but build those things when you build your character give them flaws yeah give them flaws give them things they're afraid of give them things that they're, that they are, that they regret that they don't regret, but are wrong. Yeah. Um, Give them these fatal flaws. I mean, cowardice and selfishness, like those are bad things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, But it's made Riley have a really satisfying character arc and there's still so much more to go. Yeah. You know? For Philippocles, he started off he was he's fresh off the boat. I mean, he's a really he's a highly trained soldier. He hasn't really seen a war though. He wants to be a hero. He wants to be heroic. He wants people to know him, to recognize his name. Uh, he wants to be just like his father who went off to war. That's his whole that was his whole deal at the beginning. Very arrogant. Um and he learned... his it's weird how the dice worked out this way. But his foolhardiness him trying to prove himself caused the death of one of the player characters yeah. the other player characters this was not intentional the dice fell in this yes. way <laughs> We were and all like, immediately what? yeah immediately he changed mm-hmm. because he realized what his actions ha- have done and what his selfishness of trying to be the best, trying to prove himself, how it got other people, not just hurt, but killed. Yeah. And I think he took on a more serious definitely, disposition after definitely. that. And then he, had a, he was building a really tight bond with another one of the party members. They were like best friends. um, And then he died. <laughs> Fairly recently. Mm-hmm. And that just wrecked him.
1: Well, that I don't think that was
0: really a uh, role. I mean, it kinda was, but I he fell into depression and he wanted to go, he wanted to leave. Yeah. Uh he was he one of the other players had to stop him because he was like, I can't protect the people around me. I can't I can I'm not a hero. I'm not a leader, I'm not a protector, I'm 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 a bad person, and the people around me die, and I can't protect the ones that I love. And that was a big change right from when he started both are negative <laughs> yes uh one he's way too arrogant one he was just depressed and didn't believe in himself and stuff and the other one of the other player characters gave a really good monologue and was able to talk him out of it and st- stick with the party and also at this point they've realized that he is integral because of his heritage to an ancient hero he uh, and a prophecy he is integral to defeating the big bad yeah. in the campaign He's like one of the chosen ones. Right. But he doesn't want to be anymore. Right. I mean, like, what a change Yeah, <laughs> from wanting to be hero to like being more of a reluctant hero, because now he, he he's seen what what his, you know, he didn't have humility. And, and really what war is and what battle is, is it's just losing people that you care about. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and one of the, player, one of the other player characters had to convince him, like, look but look at what, all the good we've done. Look at all, what the, all the people that we've saved, and we still have it's to do It's moments like stuff. those
1: where I wish I would have kept a
0: uh, a log
1: for this campaign, but I didn't expect it to <laughs> yeah. go very far, so I wasn't going to waste my time making one, but uh, that was a big mistake, and I definitely am going to start making, not in the right away, but in future campaigns I'm going to make a log. You know, I might even, yeah, when we really return back to Dragonstone, out. I might even start making one.
0: Yeah, it, it it took me oh, like twelve sessions to start making a log on my first campaign. I had to reach back into my memory to remember what happened. Um, but yeah, that's his arc. And once again, he's far from other. He still has to figure out his identity, and I think it looks like his arc is been to kind of turn to like him being like a leader. Yeah. Um, and being a humble, smart, caring leader who is still has just bravery from the beginning. But it's now has that has matured and stuff. That kind of looks like the, the the direction that he's going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what something you keep in mind as a player: think about where a character's going, right? Where you think they're going next. They're not going to grow if you don't really know where they're going. Yeah. Now, you don't really want to like always like force growth or whatever. But like, yeah. My biggest thing that I would say, biggest suggestion: you want to think every time you sit down at the table. Every session, how can you further your character's arc? Mm-hmm. Everything that happens during that session, what people say to you, what you're able to accomplish, how does that change your character? How does that further them along the character arc? That's what I thought of. Every session I sat down, I'm, okay, so what is Philippocles... Uh, how is what's going to happen today going to further his arc? And the session where that one, that one player died because of his because of his foolhardiness definitely progressed along the arc yeah. he, he learned from that and then when he um was not able to like slay this like beast like that was like really horrible to him that he wasn't like a hero and that he wasn't able to like do the base- most basic hero thing which was like kill this monster and you know all this kind of stuff sits down each session think about how has this session at the end of a session how has my character kind of changed it can be really slight it can be really big but because of what happened in that session and that is how you will create a satisfying character arc. Mm-hmm. Mark my words <laughs> okay wow is there any final notes you'd like to say about creating compelling characters
1: i really liked your uh your comment on how how does this change, or how will how this session further my character's arc? And I'll definitely be using that from now on because I'd never even thought of that. And that could potentially even um, help in like uh, what is it? Like when PCs are during like uh, role playing parts, because a lot of I feel like a lot of role playing parts, I'm just there stuck like oh my, what is what is my character gonna say like? <laughs> You know, but I feel like I'm mm-hmm. just straight off in the mindset from the beginning of the game. You know? And just, um... <laughs> you probably thought that moment when, uh... What was it? When I said, what's more important, their safety or than liking oh. you? That <laughs> okay. was...
0: Okay, so something happened last session that was too... Per- like, it sh- like, it was written. It was so perfect. An in interaction between Riley and another one of the characters. We're not going to get into it, but, like... It totally had to do with what a lesson that, like, he just learned... Riley just learned, and then it was, like, applying to this other character, and then Riley said the... And then Brendan said the line, and, like, it just worked so... It was so perfect. Like, it was written. Oh, my gosh. I
1: didn't even consciously realize that I said that. <laughs> but, like that, that that is absolutely what he would have said in that moment.
0: Yeah, but it was perfect. Yeah. It was it was perfect.
1: So, maybe we can have more more uh, things like that if I just... And especially, like, if you, the, the player, think of that, that line, too, in the beginning, like... How how will I further my character's arc today, or at the very end of the session? Yeah, I, I mean so literally how after. Further my character's arc.
0: After Philippocles' best friend died, for the next two sessions, I'm like I'm depressed. That was my focus. That's what I focused on. Because mm-hmm. usually he was a very charismatic, like ha 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 kind of guy, um, but the literally the next two sessions I just focused on. He needs to be depressed right now, and processing what's going on, and I feel like that that happened. That happened, mm-hmm. and that. Just came across, and usually like they're like looking for him for coming up with a plan and stuff like that. And he just did it. Yeah. He didn't talk a lot during those sessions, um, because they were still coming off of his best friend dying and stuff. And so like, just what can you do every session, right, to to develop your character even more? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, Brendan. Thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. replacing Gabe. Uh... uh, Hey guys, look out for the next session of One Piece. Coming out Friday. Yes. Yes, Friday. Uh, Jim's uh, GM. Brandon is GMing. Mm -hmm. I'm playing in it. Gabe's playing in it. Uh, This one's crazy. It's gonna be a lot of fun, so go ahead and look out for that. Of course, follow us on Instagram at D20 underscore Academy. Hop onto our Discord, uh, go to our YouTube, d20academy.com. I just released a really fun uh, episode, uh, not episode, but video where I liked, I ranked the uh, 5v races on a tier list. Um, and of course, if you are a GM looking to launch your own campaign, hop over to d20academy.com. I have everything you need. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.